Welcome to another Brave Conversation. Just real girls talking real life. I hope you're encouraged as you listen in and join the conversation. It is Christian to confront. Mm. <laughs> it is. You know, yeah. like I, my personality is not confrontational. No. It depends what it is. <laughs> yeah. You know who it is. If it's the Broncos. Yeah. You know, I don't want to meet you in a dark alley right now. Because we're not Landis. playing very well. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a friend or something, you sort of think, oh, the Christian thing to do is pretend that didn't hurt or yeah. sweep that under the... And I don't think that's it. No. I think that's how we get ourselves in a lot of trouble of not being real and authentic and then 10 years later we burst out with something mm. and it's like, where did that come from? Well, you said this 10 years ago. Silence is a wall. <laughs> that's Sil- a wall. Yep. Sil- silence is a big yeah. wall. Yeah. yeah. I think what we also need to remember is that you can't give offence. You can only take offence. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and it's... You know, it might be just something little, but the enemy only needs, you know, something the size yeah. of a pinhole to turn it into a foothold. And, you know, however long later that turns into a wedge and is a divide and, you know, it, it the, the consequences of not dealing with these things when they're small can have serious ramifications. You mm-hmm. know, in Song of Solomon's, you know, it talks about, um, Song of Songs, it talks about... Take, you know, catching the little foxes that ruin yeah. the vines. Yeah. It's, it's those little things that we need to, you know, pay attention to and just yeah. nip them in the bud, yeah. you know, before they get out of control. Um, so silence, you know, yeah, we might think we're doing the Christian thing, uh, but you're right. Yeah. It's, you know, there's nothing Christian in holding on to, mm, yeah. you know, a grudge and, and you know, they, they tend to grow out of control. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that, you know, that can that can damage so many things, you know, and in the end you only damage yourself if you're not dealing with it. Yeah. Um, I remember Joyce Meyer talking once about, you know, she had something she needed to confront with her dad mm. and it was like in her own personal time with the Lord, it had become clear to her she needed to deal with it. Yeah. But he let her know the timing yeah, to deal yeah. with it in. Yeah. And I thought that's that was really cool too. Like it yeah. was a really big thing. It wasn't just yeah. like, hey, you hurt me. Um, and that's important. It was a really timing. big one. Yeah. yeah. But I just think that's an interesting thought as well to go, yeah. God, yeah. you know, I just want to get this cleared up. Yes. Um, just help me pick the right moment. Yeah. Because you know? women do have moments. <laughs> if you pick the wrong one, yeah. it just makes You're going to have to have another podcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think before you go around, maybe just like having mass confrontations with people to pray about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Ask for some wisdom. there's people that love to get things off their chest. Straight away. I don't want to yep, waste any time. Processes, and they're like, I need to get this off my chest to feel better. And the poor person on the receiving end is like, thanks a lot. Yeah, Yeah. I just got fired from my job and I just just don't need this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not necessarily a justification. It's more like, you know, just keep yourself in check first, you know. Go and just check that there's not a log in your own eye or something like that, you know. Yeah. yeah, Make sure you check yourself before you go and have that conversation. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Hashtag. Hashtag. I didn't make that up. <laughs> it's like a driving ad or something. Uh, oh, I crash it. Well. <laughs> <We're> like, 
Yeah. <laughs> could have claimed that. It's <laughs> oh, too funny. <laughs> just that'll be your just your new sticker on your car. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, too funny. <laughs> I had this little saying that um, I wrote down a couple of years ago. We had a carols night, and there was just all these girls, and I just blown away by how talented everyone mm. was and you know, I just had this thought complete don't compete yeah yeah. and That's at perfect. the end of the day the point of the body of Christ is you've got something to contribute correct yeah. don't yeah. bother competing no. because none of us compare to no. each other we're completely yeah. unique completely different yeah. mm. uh, we've got different strengths different abilities yeah. different personalities different yeah. interests yeah. And that's designed that way, that was on purpose. And the minute we compete, we just water down yeah. who we are 100%. immediately. Where it's like, actually, if I just bring who I am, so you're true. completing this beautiful picture. I know yeah. Pastor Claire Hearn held a um, women's breakfast at Gilston. Mm. And she did this you know, awesome illustration that she just had this idea that when they signed up for the breakfast, they got sent a puzzle piece. <laughs> and it was like, you have to come, otherwise that piece is going to be missing. Yeah. Yeah. And when Brilliant. they came, they all brought their puzzle piece and put it on. It, it created a complete picture. Mm-hmm. So good. And that's got to be God's plan mm. for the body, is that, oh. you know, you yeah. complete me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's, it's yeah. true. Yeah, I think it's true. I mean, just, you know, you did mention, you know, earlier that we would be having a conversation along these lines of invisible walls and, you know, just putting some thought into that and some prayer. You know, one thing that came up for me was like, you know, in the church we've got a role, you know, we need to be a space, safe space to question our faith, to explore things, to have conversations. Like, silence is our enemy in some respects, you know, but the role of the church, you know, is, is in discipleship. And mm-hmm. I think there's some strongholds in this area. And I've just made some notes that these strongholds are in the cellular level. And so what, what I really saw was that, you know, like I said before, I came in and I was responsible for myself. I can only control my part. I can only control my own expectations, my own responsibility. You know, and if we look at a body, like as a, an actual physical body, you know, we've got the, the body of Christ and Jesus is the head of the body. But, you know, all of the disciples of Jesus are part of the body. But if we look at the parallel with a physical body, because that's, a, I guess, an example that we can understand, you know, in, in a physical body, sometimes there are invisible walls that we can't see within the body. And so... I just got the real distinct impression that, you know, in in our body, we have all these cells, you know, each cell is individual, there's like 37.2 trillion cells in the human body. But I just got this example of um, diabetes. So I'm talking about type 2 diabetes, which is like a lifestyle disease. So, you know, in your body, your pancreas, it makes insulin, you know, you eat food and you get energy or glycogen from your food. So it's like this fuel and then the pancreas makes insulin. It's a hormone that helps you to convert glycogen out of the blood into the cells, okay? So then you've got energy in your, in your cells for them to do what they need to do, in your muscles, all the rest of it. But what happens with 
type 2 diabetes is, you know, people are usually, you know, eating junk food, lots of sugar, you know, they're not moving. And what happens is in the cells, there's a buildup of fat and, you know, receptors of insulin become resistant to taking on insulin. And, and, and I guess the result of that is there's a blockage. The cells can no longer take on the fuel so within that like what I really saw was you know in our faith for ourselves as a cell in the body of Christ what food are we consuming what spiritual food are we consuming like we're constantly consuming things you know are we consuming truth or are we consuming lies are we consuming you know junk food or are we consuming something that's good for our spiritual health you know it's coming in through our eyes our ears our senses you know what is what is it that we're fueling ourselves that is life-giving you know and, and what is high fat processed rubbish that tastes good but ultimately there's this price to pay so you know if if we are not getting that good spiritual fuel we get a blockage where we become desensitized to god you know and and the result is you know we, we we can't move effectively but we need to act our faith out you know for for diabetes you've got to eat good food and you've got to move your body you know, for us spiritually, you've got to consume life-giving truth, uh, you know, that, that God provides us through his word, um, you know, and there's got to be an outworking. We, you know, we've got to act on that faith. So I've just wrote this note that sedentary faith leads to spiritual diabetes, you know, and ultimately for a diabetic, if, it's, if it goes untreated, there is, you know, so many things that can go wrong. Poor circulation leads to you know, sores and infection and potentially amputation. It affects the internal organs, so the other organs of the body. It can lead to blindness. So, you know, uh, for me, I really see this parallel. If we're a part of a body and we're a cell in this body, we've got to be consuming the right stuff. (laughs) You know, we've got to be consuming the stuff that's giving us life so that we don't shut down the function and impact the body. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, I, I don't know whether that makes any sense or whether I've sort of relayed that clearly. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I what I saw as part of the body. Um, just that spiritual aspect is we need to we need to outwork. We need to move in our faith. Yeah, we're gonna you know consume truth and consume you know, the life-giving word of God. So really the walls that we put up in our own life don't just affect us. Mm. Yeah. You know, the walls that we allow Mm. in our life, the body suffers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, which puts a greater responsibility on pushing past them, which we have the opportunity and the choice to do and the authority to do because it's not just our personal Mm. health, Mm. but there's people around us that it impacts. That it yeah. impacts. Yeah. Yeah. We, we might not see it. It doesn't mean it's not there, you know, and, yeah, just that impact on other people is kind of a sobering thought, really. Like, yeah. if I'm not stepping up and taking my place as a as a follower of Christ, what impact does that have on other people around yeah. me? Not like I'm the answer to anything, but, you know, what relationships do I need to be, you know, investing into who, who can I 
help in their walk yeah. who can help me in their walk like yeah. it's it's mm. not just a one-way thing it's that a two-way in a two-way thing because nothing's getting in but nothing's getting out yeah um you know and and that yeah it's important to have boundaries but these walls can really um shut us down as a as a fully yeah. functioning body mm. yeah yeah mm. so in closing ladies what do you think what would you say has been the greatest benefit if you could consider now a wall that you know you've grown past and been deliberate about not letting it hold you back anymore what would you say has just been the greatest benefit the greatest joy that has come as a result of that um i'll start and i'll just say for me um i grew up as an only child with my mum for predominantly most of our life and so a lot of our life was quite isolated already and then she had her own internal battles so life for me was very lonely Um, and so getting outside and making the decision to be somewhere was very hard and it still can be to this day because my husband is a FIFO worker so um, half the year I live I you know I've got to make it work and so I've got to be responsible for me there's no one holding my hand or or um, out of the car when I get to church and things like that. But from the moment that I got saved in grade three and just making the choice just to go to church, no matter how I feel, Mm. um, no matter what I'm leaving at home, no matter the fact that I walk in alone or I work and I walk out alone, um, has meant that I'm not alone. You know, that I do have friendships, that I have people's numbers in my phone, that I, you know, my physical life might be quite lonely at times, but I'm not alone. And so then it's really helped tear down um, the walls of rejection, the walls of fear of that, what I thought was gonna be my life because I saw what was before me isn't my life anymore. It's quite full. You know, I I do have people that I can go and have a coffee with. I do have people that will send me messages and say, hey, I'm thinking of you today. And I do have the complete opposite of what I grew up in. Um, And it's by making a choice to say that I don't want that. So I'm going to have to every day, and even coming to women sometimes is, it's another day I have to walk through by myself. It's another day I walk out by myself, coming to church on a Sunday when I've worked a long time and then coming in knowing I have to walk in and I walk out. You know, they are very real walls for me that are there, but Mm. it's a choice to keep doing it and my life is fuller and richer and has purpose because of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's very simplistic in the sense that making that intentional choice every week, every day, means that, you know, I benefit, therefore the kingdom of God benefits because someone else is reached, because I can smile to them or I can take his light into my workplace. Um, I can take his light into my family. Uh, I can take his light into my marriage. Yep. You know, I can do all those things. But if I didn't make the first choice to go, I see your wall and I'm just going to walk straight past you regardless of how big yep. you look or feel to me right now, I'm going to walk past it and keep going has meant that there's been a richer flow-on yep. effect um, and the things that should have been my reality are not even a possibility of being my yep. reality now awesome. because of it. Mm. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting that you talk about that feeling of loneliness. Mm. Yeah, um, I didn't share before, but my husband doesn't come to church mm. either. And so for me, that has been, you know, another thing yeah. um, that for me, I have felt quite isolated at times because I'm like, oh, I'm just here on my own. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and I felt like, oh, you know, I can't 
we can't invite people over to our house from church because yeah. you know the whole like couples we'll doing talk about God together <laughs> so you know yeah, yeah I mean I've kind of gotten over that like I made the choice like yeah. well I don't care we're still going to have people over for lunch and you know I just kind of cleared that and you know I, I kind of made the decision a little while ago that I'm not going to let the fact that we don't go to church together mm. hold us back from, you know, being able to do things with other people. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I just started asking people, you know. <laughs> as long as you have food in the house, he's probably going to be yeah, there anyway. Over, you know, so look, there's only been one or two so far, but. Um, I thought you were going to say there's only been one or two bad yeah, experiences. Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> the rest have survived. Yeah, we don't talk about those. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but it's good. Like, like you say, it's just this opportunity to kind of shine a light, and for him to see, oh, like Christians are normal people. You know, they're just ish, yeah, ish, ish. You know, and like he can have a conversation with someone about the footy, or you yeah. know, and it's it's uh, it's okay. And and I just kind of think, well, you just never know how God's going to work. So I think I just keep doing what I can and making an effort, and yeah thing about a wall which is reflective in your story and ours and probably in yours in different parts is you can walk around it Mm. but we forget that it's sometimes right in front of us and we forget just walk around it you know the walls of Jericho they could have just stopped and not done anything and got it is too big Mm, I'm just going to lay up against the walls and that's it but they just walked around them and so sometimes you've just got to walk around them until yeah. they crumble. Yeah. Sometimes the momentum, the shaking of the foundations have to happen. So the stomping of the feet as you walk around those walls, they start to crumble a little bit. Mm. But I think that's the key is that we've all got walls and we could all use excuses and, and all say, you know, I, I was growing up as a lonely child and, and I find it hard to meet people and I could wear that as my banner mm. or I could shine his light on that and go, no, the truth is that was what I grew up out of, but this is what I choose to walk yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the key as well is as we're trying to make them invisible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'd say for me, the greatest benefit is I just got over myself. Yeah. Like, mm, you do. I just spent so much time holding myself back. Yeah. Terrified of what people thought. Yeah. Mm. Or if I was good enough or, you know, I'm a people pleaser by nature. Yeah. And so being free of that, I wouldn't say free. I would say walking around, <laughs> walking that around wall my wall constantly. Yeah. Um, that's the biggest benefit. Yeah. And I think about my kids. I'm like, you know, I see them mm. trying to please their friends or whatever, and it's like, no, no. <laughs> I don't want you to repeat what I've it. done. Yeah, because no. it's such a long walk. And that's what God looks at us and is like, why? Yeah, I already loved why you from so the start. So concerned about, yeah. you know. Just run your race, girl. Yeah. Like, just do your best. Run your race. I'm here all the way. Yeah. Take as many yeah. people on the journey as you can. Exactly. And enjoy it. Just yeah. enjoy life. A hundred percent. Thanks for joining us. You can help keep the conversation going by subscribing and staying connected. Catch you next time for another brave conversation.